I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. And today we're talking about how choosing one word can help you navigate the holiday season. Now, I've talked about this topic, this idea on the podcast before. I talked about it back in 2018, and then we did a rebroadcast of it in 2019. However, I really felt like this year it was time to go back and revisit and even revise this idea a little bit, especially since many of us have had an incredible year and the holidays are not going to be any different. There's still a lot of unknowns. Things aren't going to be the way they usually have been. There's a lot of things we've had to let go of, and there's a lot of things that we've had to do new and differently. Now, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're right around the corner. And most people I know either look forward to the season or they dread it. And in the years past, I have definitely dreaded. And that's my own fault. That's because I've had really, really high expectations of myself. I typically want to decorate my home in a way that's Pinterest worthy. Every year I open up the box of decorations and I think I'm going to do something new. And then I end up doing the same old thing with the same old stuff and I get disappointed. I typically want to cook my favorite holiday meals. And then on top of that, I want to come up with new and fabulous meals. I want to get all my shopping done early. And this is the one that always trips me up. I think I'm going to have plenty of time to do DIY Christmas gifts. And (laughs) it's not actually always the case. I think my biggest problem is that I typically underestimate the amount of time I have to do all the things. I envision myself entertaining friends each weekend and even heading into New York City several times in the month of December to enjoy all the activities, the shopping, the decorations. So... Not only do I have expectations of myself, but I often have expectations of others that don't get met. I envision my family snuggling by the fire with hot chocolate and binge watching Netflix holiday movies and having them be as enthusiastic about all of my ideas as I am. And then when nobody wants to do that, when they don't feel like decorating or they can complain about our Advent devotionals or just don't show the same enthusiasm I have, I tend to get discouraged. And then typically what happens is that apathy sets in, I lose momentum, and then I get disappointed. What I realized is this is actually happening year after year, and it was this incredibly awful cycle that literally became a part of my family's culture. It was something that my family could expect. They knew Each year, what time of month I was going to lose momentum, that I was going to go and spiral downwards and be discouraged by all the things that didn't happen during the holidays. So I knew I had to do something to change that because I didn't want that to be what my family could come to expect each holiday. This all changed when I found a way to focus and simplify my holiday experience. It actually, this simple practice that I'm going to share with you today, it actually changed the way we approach the holidays. And I know it has the possibility to change the way you approach yours if you struggle with some of the same discouragement, the same overwhelm that I've felt in the past when it comes to holidays. 
So a few years back, I followed a suggestion from my good friend, Noelle. She was at my house and we were talking about the things that we were looking forward to with the upcoming holidays, but we were also talking about the stress and the anxiety that comes along with that. So she suggested that I choose a one word for the holiday season, a word that would narrow my family's focus in the weeks leading up to, in between Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even New Year's. And I mean, it was brilliant. This is very similar to the practice of choosing one word for your new year, which I had done several times before to various degrees of success. There were some years where I put it up in a place in my office where I could see it and it guided me and it brought me back to my purpose and helped me focus. There were other years where it worked for part of the year and not for the rest. Overall, I think it was something that I could go back over my calendar and see where it infiltrated my life and my choices. And so with the moderate level of success I had with keeping a one word as my focus for the year, I knew that I could really have success with one word for the holidays because I was only looking to use that word to guide me from mid-November to roughly around New Year's Eve. And so I was super excited. It gave me an instant sense of relief because I knew that instead of going with the flow, that that holiday season, that I could do the activities that produce the kind of holiday experience that was right for us and one that I wanted. Now, this one word, it did a lot of things for me that helped me get rid of unrealistic expectations, like the expectations I mentioned earlier. It provided me a guide to be intentional with my time. And as a result, it prevented me from overspending, which is an issue sometimes during the holiday, overcommitting, which I have been guilty of doing, and helped me to make lasting memories with my family. And it also helped me set boundaries. How many of you know it is so good to be able to have confidence in what you say yes to and what you say no to during the busiest time of the year? Now, a couple of words that we've chosen over the last few years have been jolly, joy, peace, and I'm still working on this year's word. Here's how the one word works. Once you figure out what your one word will be, you let it be the lens that you look through everything with to help you figure out what it is that you'll do, where you'll go, what you eat, and even what music you're going to play. It will help you answer questions such as, will we host an intimate gathering or a party? Will we buy gifts or make gifts? Will we stay home or take the train into the city on the weekends? Also questions like, will we visit family or invite them to come to our house? Will we cook our favorite holiday recipes or experiment with new flavors? Will we listen to upbeat Christmas music or play traditional hymns? For many of us, the traditions that we've typically participated in the past, we're not going to be able to participate in this year for various reasons. For example, each year, Carl and I give our parents tickets to a Broadway show and dinner in New York City. We've been doing that since our kids were really little, and actually that experience is also part of our kids' Christmas gift. Well, we're not going to be doing that this year for sure. So this activity, choosing one word and approaching the holidays with a little bit more of intention, will help us figure out how we are going to pivot and possibly what we're going to do and what it's going to look like. I'm going to walk you through the steps of how to choose your one word. Don't worry if you don't have a pen and paper handy. You can download the worksheet that I've created for you. You can sign up for it in the show notes or you'll find it linked in this week's newsletter. 
The first thing you're going to do is take a look at your calendar. What are the commitments and the responsibilities that you have that you're already aware of? For example, I often forget that we still have sports, we still have school, we still have our ongoing church commitments. Make sure you're aware of what those are first. And then start to fill in things like family, travel, parties, birthdays, anything else that you'd like to do that is November or December or even January specific. Fill those in so that you can have a big picture idea of what your time is actually going to look like. Number two, I want you to reflect on the past year. What was the last holiday like? So look back and recognize what worked well, what didn't work well. Also consider what kind of year we've had. 2020 has thrown us a lot of curb walls and it's impacted our family. And we want to understand what this past year has been for us. And then step number three is anticipate what's coming in 2021. What's happening next year? Are you going to have a big life transition, a move? Are you starting a new business? Is your industry in a slow season in the beginning part of the year? In this particular climate that we're in now, with all of our unknowns, it is a good idea to consider what next year might hold if things go back to being somewhat normal, but also consider what it might look like if it doesn't. And the fourth step is going to be deciding and trying to pin down, is there an emotion, a feeling, or an action that can bridge these two together? Last year, I was getting ready to do some new things within our business, and I knew that I was going to start to go hard and put a lot of hours into the work that I was doing in January. So for us, I really wanted December to be kind of the calm before the storm. So that's why we choose the word peace. For you, it may be exactly the opposite. You may have come off a really busy year and are about to enter in a slow season and you want something that's going to transition you in that. It could be one that is very celebratory. It could be one that is of rest or it could be something else entirely different. And there's a lot of words out there. Don't worry though. I've got you covered. If you grab my resource that I've created for you, I've provided a word bank for you. In the past, we personally have chosen words that are typically associated with the holiday season, but you don't have to. Remember, this is just one word to guide you through the next couple weeks. It's okay to pick a handful of words, try them on for size, and see what fits before you decide on your one word. And then the last step, number five, once you have your one word, ask yourselves, how can we approach our schedule, our activities, the atmosphere in our home in light of this word? What will we say yes to and what will we say no to? We went through a season one year where joy was our word. And for us, joy was being around people. It was listening to very upbeat holiday music. It was doing our best to look at our schedule and really do the travel that we wanted to do, hop into the city on the weekends and even do what we had to do to get in for a quick dinner or to experience something very different than what we could find in our neighborhood. Another year, as I mentioned, we had the word jolly. For us, it looked like watching lots of Christmas movies that were comedies. We needed joy in our life. We needed to bring the fun back to the things that we were doing. I think we were on autopilot. We were doing a lot of good things, but we really needed to have fun together. So when you start to choose the activities that you're going to do, you take that word and you look through that lens. The questions that I mentioned earlier will be in your free download as well. 
I've found that this little bit of extra intention and planning eliminates the stress that I usually have this time of year. So even though I'm still busy, there is a peace and a confidence I have in saying yes to the things I want to and no to the things that I don't want to. And best of all for me, I don't have to worry that I'm not doing enough or missing out, which is what I typically struggle with. Now, if you aren't on my newsletter list, head over to the show notes and download the worksheet I've created. It will walk you through everything that I talked about today. It includes a word bank, questions that will help you choose your one word, and then a calendar for planning your time well. During this week's Friends Talking Family on Instagram, I'll be talking with a friend about her word and how she chose it. Plus, I'll be in the Facebook group answering your questions about choosing a one word. If you need some help deciding on what your one word is, I'm here to help. We can jump on a call. I have a few spots left to walk you through this process. All the details can be found in the show notes as well. This week's question that I'd love to ask you guys is what kind of experience do you want to create for your family this holiday season? I'd love to talk to you more about it on Instagram and in the Build Your Best Family community group. If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Amici and you can find the podcast at, at Build Your Best Family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. <laughs>